0: Gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. We We have have the one, one, the only. Welcome to the State Lions Network. Hey, friends, welcome to episode 41 of the Boldly Going Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Sowell, Um, your conversation uh, navigator, if you will, your leader into some incredible conversations with people uh, that we call the Boldly Going. creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth. That's what we're all about, having conversations with people that are doing incredible things, they're living their dream, they are going after their goals, um, doing what they can to make the world better, to uh, to just live out the thing that they're passionate about. And uh, we want you to hear from them. I've been fortunate over the years to meet some incredible people um, some really fascinating people that work in interesting industries, and uh, I just thought, man, let's have a conversation with them, and let's record it, and hopefully other people will find some inspiration from it. Um, so for the past few years, we've been doing this um this uh, conversation. We're at episode 41. Today's episode, uh, just like the rest, is another great episode with a really fascinating individual. Her name is K.K. Matheny. K.K. Matheny. She is, uh, man, she's all around an interesting person. Uh, But uh, the industry she's in is very fascinating as well. She is the quarterback for the Seattle Mist, which is a uh, women's Uh, Football League, the Legends Football League Uh, She's the the quarterback for that Um, Seattle Miss is an incredible team a couple years ago, uh, we had one of her former teammates on as well, Bryn Renda, and um, they both, uh, outside of football, have a, uh, an interesting business in the medical world of things that they're that they're working on to make the world a better place. So you hear a little bit about that in the conversation. But um, a conversation was just, uh, I was in Seattle, uh, met up with her and, and did uh, this conversation, this podcast episode with her, just to uh, hear about, uh, she's been playing in the LFL for 10 years she's uh, one of the longest um, uh, players in the in the league and um, its just an interesting story an interesting thing that she does and why and all of that and that's something that she talked a lot about in this episode of what's your why uh, and that's the title of today's episode as well what is your why um, because uh, you know the industry is in a lot of people talk about it people have different ideas and opinions about it uh, but she has a very specific why uh, that she's in it and why she does what she does and lives life as she does. So um, hopefully you'll find some inspiration from that uh, from her conversation. I think you will. She's an incredible person, and um, so we're going to jump into that in just a minute. As always, want to remind you we are a part of the State Lines Podcast Network, and uh, you can uh, go to state-lines.com find out uh, more podcasts, find out uh, other artic- find other articles and things interesting. Uh, Uh, content there. Go check that out. And uh, I always encourage you to get involved in your community on some level, uh, give back in some way, whether you're volunteering, donating, whatever. Uh, You can do that through my organization. I have a nonprofit as well called um, uh, Current Initiatives that you can check out on social media at Engage Current. You can uh, get involved there or find something that you're passionate about in your community where you live uh, and get involved. Do something to give back. Uh, all right, so we're going to jump into this episode with KK Matheny. You can uh, follow her as well. You can find her on social media, on uh, Instagram specifically, at KK, the letters K, two Ks, uh, at KK Matheny15. Uh, that's her football number, KK Matheny15. Uh, you can go follow her, check out what she does, see who she is and what she's all about, and um, jump into this episode with me as we talk to KK. KK. About uh, what is your why? my life by you know what famous people follow me. So
1: oh, well, I'm just there working you go. my way up. Okay, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> uh, that's
0: funny. Um, okay yeah like I said there's no there's no real Primary format. Reason. Yeah there's no like real format. So Sweet. Um, all right so KK Matheny on the podcast. Um, KK tell a little bit about what you do. I'll give some context. You play yeah. you play professional football. Mm-hmm. the Legends football league. And that's where I'm going to end it. <laughs> you take it, it, from there?
1: it. Boom. Let me take <laughs> them. drop the mic. Okay. You're the
0: quarterback for the best team in the league. <laughs>
1: yes. Yep. Seattle. Yep.
0: Seattle Miss. The Seattle Miss. Yes. Yeah, Seattle Miss. Yeah.
1: Check us out. Check us out. Uh, yeah. So I've been playing football for 10 years now. Uh, the Legends Football League is the name of the league. And we play full contact arena style women's football. Um if you haven't seen it or heard of it, uh, we did play on MTV, got us a lot of exposure for a while, and then now our games are hosted on the YouTube channel. And so, nice. yeah, yeah, so.
0: Do they man. do, li- are they live games? or they- They're
1: not, they, they end up, um, so what they do is they record and then they uh, air it the next week. So it's all one delayed week. there's it. It a delayed week. Okay. So if you want it live, you got to come to the games.
0: Yeah. well, so how many how many cities have teams?
1: So there's eight teams in the league currently. Okay. Uh, four Western Conference and four Eastern Conference. I've played on a variety of teams all, all, all over the US and then. As well, out of out of the country, played in Australia as well for six months, um, so so yeah. But it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: So when we met, probably ten years ago or roughly ten years ago, mm-hmm. you were playing for a Tampa team, right? Yeah, Tampa used to have that team. Yep,
1: I played for Tampa for two years, and then Jacksonville Breeze for.
0: Oh, Jacksonville man. Breeze I totally for two forgot years. That was a thing. The yeah, because Tampa
1: got bought out by Jacksonville Breeze. Okay. And then, so we ended up, even Tampa. all the Tampa players had to just do that commute, which got was you know the three-hour commute for Be- Jacksonville. Right. And then we played up there because they bought our arena rights out. So we became the Jacksonville Breeze instead of the Tampa Breeze.
0: Oh, God. Even it.
1: though I loved playing in Tampa. I love Tampa. I love the old St. Pete Times Forum. Right. Now... I don't even know what they're an- rebranded Emily to. Arena. Is it still Emily? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't that one's probably not going around politically incorrect <laughs> no. on
0: that. That one's probably not going away for a while.
1: Oh, okay, good. They probably paid. They're,
0: yeah. I mean money. they're they're an oil company. They're oh, they're ah, kinda local okay, to Florida, gotcha. so they're yeah, they're not deep going pockets, anywhere. Deep yeah. Pockets, yeah, okay. for sure. All, all right. right. <laughs> um so all right, you're ten years in, does it feel weird to be a at, as young as you are, to be considered a veteran in your in your league?
1: Uh no, not really, because obviously our rookies in our in our league um are, you know, younger twenties and um I'm 30, so uh it's 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 not weird, so to speak. Uh I do I still feel like a young buck? Can I still play for past Tom Brady years. Yeah, I, that's what I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I'm in my prime, but do I recover as fast as I did my my rookie year? Probably not, if I'm being honest, but does my smarts and uh, as far as like everything that I've learned that brought me to here now, do I feel like I'm in my prime? Yes, that's that's just the short. The short
0: yeah, the short. that's good. Yeah, so,
1: so I do feel like a vet in, okay. that, in that
0: sense. So you're, all right, so you're 10 years in. So if you, it, so you feel like you're in your prime? Then does that mm-hmm. mean you keep playing? Which
1: see, I knew you were going to ask me. I knew you were going to go. There. Like, are you going to be? No.
0: Are you going to be thirty eight years old and play, <laughs>
1: playing football? And playing football? Uh, you know, I always say never say never, and never say always. Um, so I'm not going to say never, and I'm not going to say for sure yes. Um, you know. Every, as an athlete, every year you make, there's a lot of a lot of things that go into your decision as play, to for play, and again, it takes a lot of time. It's nine-month commitment. Um, we're only off-season for three months of the year, which a lot of people don't know that about us. Uh, we're training. Um, we have a lot of practices, and it's very strenuous. You don't have so, you know, so to speak, a regular life. Uh, so every year you take into account that, and then, you know, do I want to have a family? Do I want to have kids one day? Yes. So does football inhibit that in a way? Yeah, of course. So you never know. Sure. But I also yeah. do say, you know, look at Tom Brady. He's still doing it. He's kicking it, you know. So I love it. I love playing. Controversial
0: one. Yeah. Controversial analogy. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I. Yeah, I guess... From a family perspective, I mean, you can do anything with, with kids, but yeah, there's a, there's a there's few months, there's a window where in there where our, you where can't, do can't do Where I probably
1: can't do anything
0: or yeah. get hit by 200 right, right.
1: pound linebackers. That's yeah. probably not.
0: So, all right. For people that don't know anything about this league, don't know uh-huh. anything about this sport. I mean, they know football, but right. not your version of it. Yeah. Um, give them some rundown. Like, like you said, it's full contact. Yeah. First of all. Uh huh. Um, you're not as padded up as men's football, oh, no, no, nowhere no, near the amount
1: not, not at all not at all
0: um what does that when I mean, you get hit and you're playing on turf yeah, what does that feel like? You just said a two hundred pound line linebacker, which mm-hmm. i I guess I wouldn't even have thought right out of the gate oh clearly there's there's a female player on the team that is at that size yeah and and i don't mean size like they're fat like size, no 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 like, that, like uh, they're, they're muscular they're yeah muscular. All, the, all, <clears throat> all the
1: girls obviously that play um you know in our league are very very much so in shape so but mm-hmm. our linebackers and defensive ends they range from anywhere from 160 all the way up to 200 and that's 5-8 all the way up to 6-2 so we have some VC girls yeah. and uh that we play against and Obviously, I'm a little bit and yeah, shorter I say, you're stature. Not, you're not I'm a little shorter stature <laughs> uh, quarterback, but so is Russell Wilson. So is Drew Brees, you know, so I'm a lot of a lot of very, very successful quarterbacks. Yeah. And um, I pride myself in that, uh, you know, kind of coming from the underdog status yeah. in all the sports that I've ever played. And right. um, if you don't know a lot about our sport, I would just say, you know, The best way to find out is just to come to a game, and I know that's, you know, we only have, you know, eight teams in the U.S., so depending on where you're located, it might not be super convenient, but very fast-paced game, super competitive, Uh, all the athletes that play in the league, a lot of people don't know (laughs) these facts because it's just not thrown out there, have all played Division I college sport of some sort, um, or even did Olympic trials for track, Okay. Um we have I mean we have two two Olympic runners on on our team alone um and and then also pretty much everybody that starts on our offense or defense I would say played uh, college, college sport of some sort, whether that's basketball, softball, soccer, track and so these are not I mean these are the cream of the crop. Of yeah. women athletes right. and that's kind of what's gotten me hooked for so long because i played sports all all growing up and um playing with these females that are just incredible and um highly talented and uh it's just kind of kept me hooked and interested it, it's 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 been um a very fun journey because just because the level of play, it's the most competitive level of play of any sport that I've played in, myself. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's what a lot of people don't know about about it. Um, we do have a couple of different rules. We are seven on seven, um, as opposed to eight on eight men's arena. Okay. Um, or eleven on eleven. You know. Right. We play, normally, like I said, we play indoors and a 50-yard field, 10-yard end zone, so 70 yards total. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so that's what makes our game a lot faster pace. Really big hits. You're still gonna see the same thing with football. Huge hits. You know, big plays with you know, timing routes with receivers. We run a full, um, very very complicated offense. Our offense is we probably have over a hundred different formations and obviously over a hundred plays with that. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that. But with Seattle, that's you know, um, one of the things that makes our offense so unique and 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 one of the best, if yeah. not the best. Uh, is 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 that yeah so our coach it's really cool because our coach treats us I always say you're right there's a stereotype right that football is a man's sport and I'm doing quotes sure. and you cannot yeah, yeah. D- see i am doing the air quotes but none of n- n- none of the few uh, obviously none of the women that play in the league field obviously I don't feel that way but with that being said our coach treats us like we are that m- male professional athlete, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving us the same amount of film, same amount, amount of training, same amount of practices yeah. that we have to do while balancing full-time jobs.
0: So, yeah. 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 He's not treating you like, well, you're a girl, so you got to train differently. Right. You exactly. Gotta-
1: and that's one of the reasons why we love playing for, for our coach, specifically uh, Coach Chris Michelson, is is he does treat us I I always use terminology he treats us like men and it's true that's that's exactly it's the best way to put it um because a lot of a lot of people or coaches might take it easy so to speak
0: yeah
1: uh and we he respects us so much to not do that yeah so in return that makes us respect him a hell of a lot as well
0: yeah that's awesome, I, and this is part of this. Is why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you're in an industry that most people don't understand. Yeah, if they even know about it, right? Um, and if they do know about it, they probably have a really interesting perspective of it. They right. probably have. I, mean, I would assume the average person, if I brought it up, would have a negative um, response, and not not in a negative like. Oh, that's horrible! But in it, like, isn't that the lingerie people? Yeah, or something like that. For you sure, know, there's like a stigma. 100%. There would be, yeah, stigma in that way. Um, but because you're doing something you love, mm-hmm. you found a way um, to do something you love that's not that conventionally in our world would not be something that you would normally be able to do.
1: Oh yeah of course, and we all it's it's crazy because if you come to a game or if you see any film online or you watch any highlights because you know our highlights will go viral on YouTube or whatever tmz or whatever crazy site picks them up uh you you'll see that that passion exuded on the field uh from all of us um, mm-hmm. you know especially myself and all of my teammates uh we we really pride ourselves in in the knowledge of the game and playing the game and the, and the just the game in general, because we just love it and we just have an extreme passion for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, um, I I don't know. Do you experience any kind of, uh, negative feedback from,
1: uh, you know, it's funny because at the beginning for sure, like I said, I've been playing over the course of 10 years, so it's evolved a lot. Yeah. But yeah, a hundred percent at the beginning, you know, did they, did I get, Scrutinize a little bit from the dudes at the gym or whatever it may be, uh, uh, saying, Oh, you know, chicks can't play football or this, that, and the other. Yeah, you get that. But then, as the, as it's evolved, and I even and kind of was talking to you about it a little bit earlier, um, as even our fans have evolved from the beginning to now. Yeah,
0: that's a really fascinating thing to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that the respect level of the game has just gone up so much because our play has gone up so much, and they see, oh my gosh, this girl's a beast, you know? Yeah. He's,
0: well, and also you were saying, like, your fan base probably originally totally makes sense because it was billed as lingerie football uh-huh. league. Probably a lot of just stereotypical bro dudes that, like, oh, yeah. oh I want to see half-naked women playing, running around, doing Right, something. but you
1: only come to that game once. I always say, you're not going to come back to that same specific game just to see girls running around in their bathing suits a second or third time, unless you really actually enjoy the football on the field. So that is mm-hmm. where our kicker is. Yeah, maybe that's your hook at the beginning, mm-hmm. but they always come back to see us the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time because they're genuinely impressed by the football play on the field. And yeah. then with that, you know, I was telling you, our. Our fan base is totally evolved now to where it's 50/50 male female kids, you know, men, women, ch- children yeah. at our games coming up to us at the end of our game and we have a 3-hour we have a 3-hour three 3-hour three autograph signing because we get through all of our fans that want to wait in wow. our line to, yeah. to get a picture or an autograph <laughs> with us after a game. And you have it's it's amazing now to see uh you know like the little kids or little boys or little girls come up to us and like, "Oh, I play flag football, I'm gonna be like just like you when we grow up and yeah. and saying those things, you just like you don't realize that you're actually impacting kids in that kind of way, and it's really cool or you know, women and they're saying, You guys are, you know, amazing, you you guys uh, you know, motivate me to do X, Y, and Z in my yeah. life. And yeah. and that's really cool to hear those stories. Um from, from from anybody and everybody. Um, I, I had a, a, a gentleman that was really sick and he was one of our biggest fans and um, you know he said that we were one of the reasons that because of how strong-willed of a group of female athletes we were and just watching us and watching the way that we we love the sport of football, it kept him pushing through chemotherapy and he sent us a letter saying that and that was like wow. and that was really crazy because it was super impactful and yeah. he was just like, I'm just playing football. I just thought I was just playing football, but right. but to him, he's watching us and seeing like the way that we're playing on the field and the the passion we exude and and everything about it is is giving him motivation to be stronger and make it through chemotherapy.
0: Yeah, that,
1: that's pretty deep. You know? Yeah, like that hits you as a human. Yeah, for sure. You.
0: That's incredible. That's didn't I would never have expected that kind of yeah. feedback from somebody.
1: Yeah. It's really cool.
0: That's incredible. Really cool. Um, so how how did you get into it?
1: Oh, man. So I got into it. Uh, it was interesting because we, I played flag football competitively in, uh, uh, in college and traveled all around the United States playing flag football. Won two national championships with my women's team, one with my co-rec team. And then went to pursue my master's degree at the University of South Florida. Ended up making it to the a championship, the cha- the national championship game with them as well. And I wasn't like a scout, so to speak, out there. But it was definitely a coach affiliated with the Tampa Breeze organization at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you guys should come try out for this, you know, LFL. And I'm like, is it tackle? I'm like. Have you seen you know I'm five two, one 125 pounds, right? And <laughs> there and 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 he was like, Well you guys should just still come out and try out. And it, I'm not gonna even lie, even even me and my best friend Bryn Rinda at the time, we were we were super skeptical of <clears throat> everything, you know, the outfits, the right. you know, yeah. as being being college athletes, we we're like, why am we gonna wear that? Why are we I to do this? Why? Yeah. You know, we were skeptical. We were skeptical ourselves. But did we go we, when we went out, uh, it was crazy because it was a totally total eye-opener. So, yeah, you had this one vision of what you think or perception of what you think is, and I think that happens in a lot of, a lot of things in life. That's why you should always be open-minded. Um, you have this perception of what you think something's going to be, and then yeah. it's totally the opposite. So yeah. we went in. Um, it's funny because I was automatically categorized as the, the lesser football group, and then Bren was put into these... Big five ten BC girls because okay. again we play tackle football Right. and so just by stature alone when I walked in I was I could tell I was being separated to this sort of group and she was being separated to be tapped out right, right. until finally I always say I love telling this t- story just because it's like another thing of being underestimated right um, the coaches all asked all the female all all the girls that were there who could throw the ball and. Obviously, I raise my hand. Just same with, like, 30 or 40 other girls. Everybody, everybody can throw the ball. Right, right. Co- coach is obviously, kind of roll his eyes because he's like, okay, everybody can't throw the ball. Right. But he goes in the middle, and then we, I'm literally waiting for the ball to come around to me. It's, like, 20 or 30 girls he's throwing to, and they have to throw back, and throw it to, him and throw it back. And finally gets to me, and then he throws it to me. Obviously, catch it, and I just launch it, launch it right back at him. And then you just see him just stare and go okay she needs to go down there with the quarterback group (laughs) and instantly that's how it all started for me I got pulled in and I was already in the rotations as the third uh, with the third string um with the two other quarterbacks that had played before me uh taking reps with and I was taking reps with the first team offense and second team offense um so that was actually how it all worked but uh the crazy thing was is that I'm not, if I'm being honest with you, I 100% judged the situation before I came there yeah. um, and thought that it was something that it wasn't. And then once I realized how amazingly athletic the, the, the female athletes were, how competitive uh, not only the coaching staff were, was, but the, the women, and how just much energy everybody brought to the field, it... It just sucked me right in, and mm-hmm. I didn't care anymore about what what we were wearing because uh, the product on the field was just what I was enti- like what I was drawn to, and it was just that competitive nature that I just just wanted to be a part of.
0: Yeah, well, and I I think too that situations are what you make them as well. Oh, for so sure. So like you know you walking into that, and maybe you know whoever whoever designed it out of the gate was like, yeah, hey, I'm doing this for. We're doing this. We're like, yeah, they can play football, but we're going to dress them this way because we're going for a sex appeal or something like that. Yeah. But the people you as players in that situation obviously make that situation what it is or what it can be. Oh, for sure. Saying like your level of play changes that whole dynamic.
1: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And then and then on top of it, uh, you know, my my best friends and will be my. I always say the you know my my uh bridesmaids in my wedding are girls that i've developed strong strong relationships over the past 10 years of playing together uh because it's just something about that camaraderie on the field that you just don't get anywhere else that um now they're you know my closest of closest friends i mean like i just said mentioned you know one of my best friends and i just opened a, a stem cell business out here in seattle access stem cell yeah uh
0: and Which is funny because now I feel like I need to go back. She was on the podcast a couple of years ago, and oh, I feel yeah. like I need to go back and have her back on because she's doing that now. Yeah, the she's, cell thing. she's
1: done this amazing Access Stem Cell Institute. Opened it up here in Seattle and Kirkland, Washington, and and we're business partners now. And uh, did we think that you know a business like a, we would develop a business from uh, you know a business type relationship? From football, so to speak? No, definitely not. But these are all things that have just gone. You go down a rabbit hole and then, you know, life leads you in crazy scenarios and then it turns out being pretty cool. Yeah. Where you end up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, you don't get paid. It's not a, it's not a paid job.
1: No, it is not a paid job.
0: So then I feel like the obvious question most people would ask is then why do you do this? (laughs) You're not getting paid. You're training all the time. You're getting hurt. Because of partly because of outfits you're wearing, pads that mm. you don't have enough pads. Mm. Why are you doing it,
1: man? I know this might sound cliche, but the love of the game, the love of the yeah. game. It's 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 it's, it's kind of crazy because. Do I wish we got paid? Of course. Does everybody wish they got paid for everything that they did in life? Of course, hundred yeah. um, percent. Because of how much time and effort we put into it, do we do we feel as if we're you know in those rankings to to deserve that? Yeah, but. Because we don't play for money, it also shows it shows a different side of things, so to speak, in the passion that we represent on the field because of not being compensated for our efforts, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really unique things uh, about our league. Is, is is you play because you love the game? There's absolutely no other reason why you would. Right. And, and why else would you go out there and just take shots from 185 pound women just, just beating you up? Yeah. Uh, and being I feel like you got in a car accident after every game is you wouldn't do that. Right. You know, unless you absolutely loved it. And yeah. We all absolutely love it.
0: That's that's awesome. Which I think is a great example of like, part of. Part of the idea of my podcast and why I like talking to people that are doing things that they love is because I think there's the, the mentality that, um, if it's something you love, but you don't get paid for it, yeah, then you should go do something else. Cause you need to pay your bills and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I think there's a, there's an avenue in life where you can, yeah, I can work a regular job that isn't particularly the thing that I love doing, right, but I can still do the thing that I love. Of course. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be my career. If I can make it my career, fantastic. That's even better. Yeah. But I can still do the thing that I love, even though I'm not getting paid for it. And I think people don't do the thing that they love a lot of times because, well, it's not something I can pay my bills with, so right. i got to do this other thing.
1: Right. A hundred percent.
0: So um, I think that's awesome that that's, there is an avenue in that way that you guys have found to do that.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: Um so what else you obviously football is not the only thing you do.
1: Mm-mm.
0: You just mentioned your 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 business. Yeah. How do you I I feel like you don't sleep.
1: I don't sleep a lot. Um pretty sleep deprived for sure, but no. Uh I I do work a pretty hectic schedule. I probably work um I don't just do one business either. I have my hands in a couple different things, and I work probably an 80-hour week on top of training every morning at, you know, five thirty six a.m., and before I go to work, and then uh, working probably until about 8 p.m., uh, and the only day off I have is Sundays, and then Saturdays and Sundays, we normally have two-a-days for football, and... I guess you let me know whenever I guess I could fit in a social life in that in that s- yeah, s- that yeah, schedule. A- uh, so that's probably why my football girls are my best friends, and that's my social life because that's how it is. That's why it is such a a tough thing to say every year, year in and year out. Are you going to play again? Mm. Would I rather travel the world and go do something else? Yeah, I mean, maybe sometimes, but then do I love it? And that's why we invest nine months of our time into it, as well as balancing jobs. A lot of the girls on my team have kids. I don't know how the heck they do it because they're balancing kids' schedules and jobs and football and training. It's just a lot, yeah. you know? So, but yeah. I uh, um, Definitely burn the candle at both ends, so yeah, to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if you... Would you be satisfied any other way?
1: Man, probably not. Knowing me, I mean, obviously, uh, you can probably just tell by this podcast that I'm a busybody. That's for sure. Um, I hang
0: on. You can open the door if you need to. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, no, (laughs) you're good. You're good. Go. Just make sure you send. I'm really sorry. It's fine.
0: It's fine. We're, I'm not even going to cut it out. I'm just going to explain what's oh going God. on. Perfect. Hi, everyone. Yeah, we're at your house in Seattle. Yep. Yeah. And your teammate slash friend, Stevie. Stevie the Bull. Stevie the Bull is also here. Correct. In the background. So.
1: Yes. She's a bull, so she makes lots of noise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, listen, I know you're not on this podcast, but can I ask you a question? Why did you get that nickname? Because I probably run like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. <laughs>
1: powerful running back, pop, powerful. You awesome. can Take that, the
0: strong and power- powerful wife. <laughs> okay. Um. See you later. Uh, okay. Good. What were you saying? Uh... <laughs> Not being or satisfied, anything. yeah. Because I asked, like, I feel like you wouldn't be satisfied in, in if you didn't have a lot to do.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's just the type of person I am, and I'm always gonna. I, I've always been very driven in in business and in in any endeavor, really, whether it's sports or making money or anything that I do, I'm always wanting to do it 110. Yeah. percent and and really dabble in a lot of different things um but obviously still want to be the best at all of my crafts yeah so yeah that's just my personality
0: okay yeah i was gonna ask is that just kind of an innate thing for you that you want to be whatever it is that you're gonna do you want to be the best at it
1: oh yeah for sure i mean you got to be if you have that if 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 you're that athlete type uh personality type a personality i i am that i am i am uh, very competitive b- Probably the most competitive myself, yeah. but but also competitive in, in sports with other people and other, you know, I, I'm the best in my head and I want to be the best and I and I always want to beat the best. I want to play the best. Right. And same thing with life and business and, you know, I don't want to settle for mediocrity and I, you know, want to um, continue being successful in and, and whatever endeavor that is that I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How do you um, how do you manage that in a because clearly competitiveness can be really negative it can have its negative um, side effects yeah I think people tend to look at it like well be competitive people there's a lot of negativity to that yeah Com- competition can also be extremely positive for sure um, but I, I feel think- like unchecked if you're like
1: well, I think more positive than negative. Uh, for me, just just because I always say, um, you know, competitiveness is a good thing, but not necessarily cockiness. You know, you, yeah. you know, confident, not cockiness. I always say with with and every anything in life. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm a very confident uh person, uh, but I don't. I wouldn't say I come off cocky and I think I'm better than anyone cause I'm definitely not. And, um, but when I'm stepping on a field or doing anything in general in life, do I want to win? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's just, that's, that's my nature. That's my, that's just, it's etched inside of me.
0: Yeah. I totally get it. When I, so I play, I told you earlier that I played basketball in high school Yeah. and, uh, so I was also the chaplain for my basketball team.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: Um, yeah, you would think so, except that I'm a, I was a really dirty player. Oh, like, I would get real so my like, my because I have a competition as one of my <laughs> this strengths a as chaplain well. Chaplain, anything? Yeah, like and I, so I would play sports and I would I would just be dirty. I was yeah, and I would talk a lot of trash. Yeah, to the other yeah. team and stuff like that. And so my teammates were always like, the first time it came up, they were like. You're like the worst person on the when you go on the court, and I. So my response to that was always you I would always like the worst yeah I would go listen. Uh, when I step on the court, Jesus stays on the bench. He does not go on the court with you.
1: <laughs> That's weird. I'm I'm also religious as well, and I always find myself. Um, uh, I am. I kind of am the one that talks with their play because mm-hmm. I'm a quarterback. So, um, but do I have this little aura or will I say something chippy if somebody gets in my face and it's chippy to me? Of course I will. So, I, I always get a little bit upset at myself if I do cuss a girl out, mm-hmm. you know, or say some choice words. Yeah. Because I obviously don't <laughs> practice that in my everyday life, my daily life. and But sometimes it just comes out of you. It's just like this. To a yeah. little beasty side that yeah. just will just surface, and you're yeah. like, "What? What just happened? I mean, somebody uh-huh. just took over my body." Quit it, okay. <laughs> and, was, and then you have to, you know, calm it down, calm it down.
0: Uh, yeah, I've had to apologize a lot in life yeah. for because <laughs> I and if I get mad, it gets real, it gets real biting in my comments. Yeah, so, yeah, like especially in competitive stuff. Yeah. So I just uh, I just had a uh, I was just part of a bachelor party. And we went and played laser tag, like uh-huh. the, like tactical laser tag. Yeah, and I about lost it. I was like, You are I, was, just I was the no, I was so angry at the whole scenario because oh. my team was losing and I.
1: Oh, I'm a really. So, bad I, loser. I'm, yeah, so I am I you I'm a bad
0: loser and a bad winner.
1: Oh wow! So you're both.
0: Bad yeah, bad yeah. <laughs> like if I win, you'll know. Like I'm just bumping across yeah, the
1: court. I'm I don't want you to things. forget
0: that I won.
1: am posting it on your Facebook, uh-huh. Instagram, Twitter, all of
0: those. Yeah, yeah. I've really ha- lear- had to learn over the years how to keep certain things in check. Which is, yeah. that's why I like ask that question of because. I think there is a responsibility at some point of like I got to learn to monitor that monitor yeah yeah those things so of course I and I feel like at a professional level too when you have so many people that are looking up to you Mm -hmm. like like you said those little girls that come to your game and right
1: and you don't want to be setting a bad example and um, you know that's why I always say like I like to let my play you know, show on the field, whistle to whistle. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, does, you know, do things come out here and there and slip? Yeah, for sure. But am I the, am I a big trash talker in my league? I wouldn't say I am. I'm just more like, I get fired up by plays that we make together as a team. Yeah. Um, am I trying to be boastful or showy? No, that's just me exuding what just happened and just being pumped up about it. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's, uh, you know, r- being rude or disrespectful in any way.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like people that play in this league um, is, uh, it seems like it would be a group of people that like had not found their place other places, like like something that they love so much and they have not been able to find that.
1: Man, yeah, I would, I kind of would say that there are a lot um, of women in the league that that have that, uh, actually, because, um, or it's just an outlet really, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Uh, you know, everybody has to have their outlets. Everyone has an outlet in life, no matter what it is. And you could have a vice, you could have, you know, working out, you could have whatever your outlet is. Everyone has one. Um, and like I said, you know, for us, for us, our outlet is playing football. And going out there and hitting some people tackling and tackling right. and running around and right. acting crazy and and that is definitely takes a different person to have that in them, especially yeah. as a female. Right. Um. And and yeah, I mean, well, I, I,
0: sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, no, no. I was say I, now that you put it in that context too. I feel like that's really encouraged in in men. For sure. To release that aggression oh, 100%. not so encouraged with women to do that and if it is like it's usually it's usually seen in negative light like uh sometimes like the crazy woman over there yeah
1: sometimes of, sometimes but well oh, none of us listen to any of that because we would all be right. considered crazy if you you, if yeah. you saw any any of the any of the clips but um but yeah for sure I get what you're saying they that's definitely a a perception out there.
0: Yeah, uh, it's fascinating too that that and just culturally, like we encourage that a lot more with boys to have that kind of a like. It's okay to to knock people over because you're just a boy. Like you're that's why yeah, that's, that's okay you for do. you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, we. I can't say that. Obviously, I. I cannot. I am the exact opposite of agreeing with that statement. Uh, you could the furthest furthest possible end of the spectrum. Yeah. Obviously, because of the sport that I play, and then um, even seeing that. How you know they had that big controversy with how uh, Serena Williams uh, reacted oh, yeah. to, for the tennis yeah, players? Yeah. Yeah. How she reacts, and she broke her. But then, but then all like majority of the high-profile athlete tennis player, the the men athletes do that all the time. Oh, or they've done. John way McEnroe worse, is
0: known for.
1: And they cuss <clears throat> out the, the referee and all these things, but she was like docked points and all sorts of crazy stuff. And that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's the same thing and you know, athlete to athlete, it's the same thing in all of us to wanna win.
0: You yeah. Know? Right.
1: Um, if you're when you're playing at that that caliber of that level and that caliber of play you wanna win. You wanna be the winner. So right. so uh, that comes out, you know? And so saying that it's okay for men and not okay for women, obviously I do not agree with that at all. Yeah. At all.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't think you yeah, yeah. would. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's an interesting thing to me. I love that things like your league is becoming a little, is becoming more a norm. Yeah. For people that it's not looked at as like, well, as a girl, you can do these certain sports, mm-hmm. but not these Certain sports. certain
1: sports yeah breaking down um breaking down walls breaking down barriers you know that's also you know i always ask myself um you know what's your what's your why you know what's your why why do you continue to play what's what's the drive guy i have two national cha- i have two championships i've played for a long time i could easily go out on top and say i'm one of the, you know one of the best if not the best quarterback to play in our league and um you know just from stats alone but why 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 did I still play? And it it's for things like that. It's for breaking down barriers, breaking down walls, knowing that you're impacting other people's life so so massively when you get letters in the mail like I told you about earlier and yeah. um, and and being that pioneer, so to speak, in a I hate to say a league of their own, you know, a one there's only one type of league like us out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like, you know, when, you know, women were breaking that barrier of playing baseball to softball and all that, and, uh, you know, everyone classified it as a man's sport, and they they went through a lot of scrutiny to to, to push through it and brought, knocking down those barriers, and those barriers were being knocked down, and it's it's really cool, because now, like, girls can play football, you mm-hmm. know, boys can play football, boys can play volleyball, you know, mm-hmm. and... Girls don't have to wear pink. Girls can like blue, too. You know, all these things. Um, yeah. And obviously lines up directly with the way I live my life and lead my life. And I fully, you know, believe in all those as well. Um, you know, knocking down any stereotypes or stigmas that, you know, women can't play certain sports or men can't do certain things, too. You know, both sides. Yeah. Besides the spectrum.
0: Yeah. Um, your philosophy of what's your why, do you think that, should apply across the board to anything you do?
1: I do because, um, for me, it does. It, it always does. It's always what, what's my why? Why, why did I wake up today? You know, mm-hmm. why, why am I going to this business meeting? Why am I pursuing, you know, uh, regenerative medicine with one of my best friends? Um, and, am I impacting people's life and how am I impacting it? Is it positively or negatively? And obviously always want to impact positively and everything that I do, I want to be passionate about it and not just be going through the motions, so to speak. Um, because what would be the fun in that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I do. I definitely, uh, would live, I would say I live by that standard in all aspects, not just sports, but life in general.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, can you talk at all about the, what you and Bren are doing? the, Virginia.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she is the medical guru. I am 100% not a medical professional. I just know a little bit about business, so I'm helping her with her marketing efforts and guiding her down the way. But uh, like I said, it's located over in Kirkland, um, Washington, and uh what she what she does what her expertise is is regenerative medicine so stem cell again also very controversial um 50 50 uh but the way she's practiced it and been trained in it um is very helpful and beneficial uh to the majority of all the patients that she's seen and she sees um she's very highly trained and successful at what she does which is why um, she works with a lot of uh, a lot of professional athletes like you know NFL players MLB players and all mm-hmm. that and um, there's a reason for it because she is you know so she's so awesome at what she does yeah. um, and pretty much regenerative medicine in, in general obviously is the idea of regenerating your tissue or joint space that is currently either just decreasing your inflammation a whole total body wellness and then um obviously if you have pain or arthritis it's regenerating that joint as opposed to just masking uh so to speak a injury or inflammation with a medication that only masks it's actually helping you heal yeah. and taking that pain away so that's why it's so cool and so fascinating it's the new modern medicine we all say and of course people always fight against things that are new they don't know it they don't know about it they don't they don't want to learn about it they see negative they see positive and then really at the end of the day it's about you doing your own research for yourself and 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 do i think that everybody that's out there doing everything are they doing it all Cookie cutter the exact right way? No, I don't think that. Um, and that's just me being honest. But do I think there's obviously some people out there like Bryn? Um, is is definitely one that knows what she's doing and definitely cares about every patient. Cares about the this this whole process, and it's really cool because it's something where it's it's helping heal you as opposed. To continuing a treatment with a physician over a course of umpteen years yeah so it, it's fascinating for me i'm learning a lot um obviously from her uh and learning a lot as well um of how many people are really Interested in this uh, because they are, and you know, everybody has their own pains or arthritis or neck pain, back pain, shoulder, knees. Obviously, as an athlete, I'm, I can only imagine what my body's gonna feel like here in about 10 years. Right. <laughs> so, I'm gonna definitely need a friend like her. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm going to just tell her shoot me all up everywhere. Just shoot me up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, so it's cool. Uh, you definitely should check it out. If you're interested in more information on it, you know, uh, Bryn pretty much um, helped design the content and the research articles that are all on our sites. And they all come from um, actual research studies mm-hmm. uh, that she's done. So, if you're skeptical or not skeptical or interested or whatever, check it out. You know our our, our website's access dot access and uh, there's a lot of educational information on there. Whereas I feel like some other places might just be pretty salesy, just trying to pitch this thing and not really mm. tell you what it does or how this helps or how we can help or what we can do, and and that's that's why I love working. You know specifically with Bren because she's just like me. She's not going to do something that she's not fully invested and passionate about. She's super. She wants you know she, she wants to change the world. That's that's and that's truly what she believes she she's doing.
0: Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool that um, both both of you coming from an industry that is. Uh, I guess cutting edge. It's like different. It's not the it's not the norm industry. You're playing in a female football league, and that's changing, helping change culture as well. Right now, from a medical side, trying to do the same thing.
1: Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Super cool. Um, So uh, we'll wrap up here in a second. Um, um, So I always like to ask the, the person, you know, the guest like, cause I have different philosophies about life and mm-hmm. boldly going, you know, the name of this podcast being boldly going, people doing the thing that they love, finding their way through something passionate about them that they love to do. Um, some would argue that not everyone has the ability to do the thing that they love for various reasons. Curious what your philosophy is about. Do you think that everybody has that ability the capability to to pursue the thing they love, their dream.
1: Man, I do just because I see how much um, I would say, you know, that I personally get myself into or involved with. And obviously I love, 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 love. If you couldn't tell from this podcast, playing football, playing the sport of football, Yeah. but does it pay my bills? Does it pay my car insurance? Does it pay my cell phone bill? No. And so do I have to do other things to do that? Yes. And do I feel like we have an ability to create um, our our surroundings? Yeah, I do. Um, I actually really, I really truly believe that uh, because, you know, you can make all these excuses that you want or complain about this, this, and this, or you don't make enough money, you don't have enough time, you don't have this. You know, it, it could be everyone's situation, but there's people out there, breaking down those walls, breaking down those barriers and doing the things that they do love and doing the things that, that, um, do make them successful. So why can't you do it? Um, you know, mm-hmm. just making another excuse, I feel like is just, uh, you know, trying to cover up maybe an insecurity of why you're not doing what you love in the first place and, and, um, make, you know, giving yourself a reason for that and just saying, uh, and being okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, do I think people have certain situations that draw them into jobs or whatnot that they don't love or like mm-hmm. and they have to do it for X amount of period of time? Yes. But do I also think as individuals and human nature that we get comfortable in those settings? Of course. And yeah. do, you, do we get lost in that or maybe just be passionate just, I really want to make a lot of money. Like, ah, oh, this is what I want to do. I'll make a lot of money. But what you're doing, you don't love. Um, You know, you can do that for so long, but then do you want to live your entire life not living out your why or not living out what you love and your passion um, just so you can make a ton of money? I feel like, personally, you can make a ton of money doing something that you really love and that you actually are passionate about. You just have to find that and and source that and not make excuses. Get up and grind every day.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What I hear in that too, is that people tend to talk themselves out of doing the thing that they love.
1: Yeah. I do feel like that.
0: Like, I you can find even. all kinds of excuses. Like, you know, yeah. I like say in your scenario, you could do the same thing. You could, go, you could, you could find all kinds of reasons to talk yourself out of playing football. Yeah. Oh, you know, of course, one, one of being like, well, I don't get paid, so I'm not going to get beat up.
1: Yeah. why would I put my getting, body through that. Right. Uh, why would I feel like that after a game? But, uh, Oh yeah, definitely. I do think that it's just it, it it's it's a little sad for me sometimes when I do see it because, you know, we do talk ourselves out of doing stuff that we love and making excuses for ourselves and I'm if I talked to anybody, I would just, you know, if I was giving a motivational speak, I would be like that's the biggest bull crap that I that I that I, that I ever hear mm-hmm. and I would um, you know, highly suggest you know, those individuals to take a look in the mirror. That's what I always say. Take a look in the mirror. If you're not where you're, if you're not at where you want to be at, it's only because of you. You're the only one that's directly affected that situation. You can't blame it on scenarios or other outstanding, extenuating circumstances, uh, or else we'd all make excuses every day why we don't even want to get out of bed or whatever that may be. Right. You know, I don't want to take care of our three kids or walk the dog or whatever it is even the little minor things um, so what are you looking at when you see your own reflection and what are you telling yourself in the mirror is is is, is really big to me um, mm-hmm. again if you're just living a life and going through the motions and not not realizing that's why I always like I always say that that why thing I know I'm going back to it but is very big to me because if you're not impacting somebody else's life or you know, even little things like complimenting people throughout the day that I don't feel like we do anymore, you know, or holding the door for someone or just being genuinely nice to someone and having, saying hello in the grocery store, even to someone you don't know, perfect stranger are things that we're just all passing through and going through the motions, thinking that those little things don't matter, but you never know who you're going to meet and never know how you're going to impact someone's life. And, um, I really feel like that's why we're put on the planet not just to go through the motion but to really live life with other people and um and impact people's lives in multiple ways yeah yeah
0: yeah i don't think there's any mistake of you going back to why
1: yeah because okay
0: i mean i think yeah i mean anything that you do like if there's not a why to it what you know what are you doing it for yeah um and if I, I feel like too if it, if you don't have a why then it's not worth doing. Right. You know, like don't put your time into it if you can't say this is this is why I want to do this. That. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is why I'm
1: passionate about it, this is why I'm doing it, and this is what I feel like I'm going to accomplish from doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people exist and just like they're just going through the motions of stuff. And so I like for them to hear from people that
1: yeah,
0: can tell them or will tell them like maybe not necessarily Famous or anything like that, that's like I like to just hear from regular people that are just doing the thing that they love. Yeah. Because the person listening on the other end that's just kind of stuck in whatever the thing they're, that they don't want to be doing, if they can identify a little bit with with the person that is, oh, they're just a regular person like me, but they found a way to do the thing that they love,
1: they're just, just do it. Just. Stop making excuses. Look at yourself in the mirror. Be brutally honest with yourself if you have to and just make moves. You know, don't stay stagnant. You know, what's the life for if you're not loving the life that you live?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great place to end. Yeah, That's awesome. (laughs) You you said it. Um, I think I should coin that phrase. Yeah, you should, right? (laughs) Uh, so real quick, what do you, um, where can people find you? What, what do you want to promote if you uh, want to promote anything? Yeah,
1: uh, you can find me on Instagram at KKMatheny15. That's my football number. So KK and then M-A-T-H-E-N-Y, uh, the number 15. And then as well, I have a Facebook page um, under, for, for an af- from, at my athlete page on Facebook as well. Uh, and then our team is the Seattle Mist uh, I'm the quarterback of the Seattle Mist and we have a Seattle Mist LFL page so check that out as well for our team uh, we have a very solid team this year so mm. you know if if it is my last year definitely hope to go on top we you always say that as an athlete and we have a really good chance to do that um, and then if it's not just follow the journey follow yeah. the process because I have a lot more in store and <clears throat> Got a couple more tricks up my sleeves of, you know, um, sharing some of my, uh, sharing some more about, you know, my journey at being a female football athlete. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, so yeah.
0: I mean, now that I, if the people didn't catch it, you obviously love it because you went from Florida and basically moved your life to Seattle.
1: Moved my life to Seattle, quit a very lucrative job in Florida. And left a very good opportunity to own a business within three years of that same, of that job I was at, because I told myself I wasn't done playing football and I could always make money and I can always be successful at something else that I found to do out here. Um, money didn't define me and a job didn't define me even though it was an awesome job and I still and I did love my job, but I loved football so much that. I relocated and moved up through to my life and left my family. And, uh, you know, I ended up winning the national championship that year. And that year was one of the hardest years of my life, but then also the most rewarding, um, in life in general, not just because I won a championship, just in life in general, yeah. how rewarding it was, uh, to see all the hard work come to fruition. And, um, the passion and the uh, the reason, you know, why I moved out here and uprooting and doing things that people wouldn't normally do. They were like, that's crazy. I'm not leaving that. i got to get my paycheck every Friday. I'm not uh-huh. doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, I did.
0: Yeah, but not really that. Like, geographically, you probably oh, literally went the, the farthest, farthest place.
1: Be. I came back from Australia, playing in Australia. And then my mom was like, okay, KK, are you going to be home for a little while and I'm like, Mom, yeah, I am, you know. And then, I didn't know I was lying to my mom at the time because that, that that was the first time the coach asked. I said, No, no way. I just got back from Australia. I can't move to Seattle. Uh-huh. And then I thought about it for a month, and it just came something where it was I was sick to my stomach because I still wanted to play, and the opportunity I presented itself to play and continue to play in Seattle, which is an amazing organization that I had always looked at in a. Awesome light. And I took the road less traveled, I think. Yeah. So. It's paid off. And I'm very, seemed. very happy I did.
0: Yeah. 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 I would like to say, too, from what I can tell, it seems like Seattle, more than any other city that I've kind of paid attention to, any of the teams that Seattle's embraced uh your team. Oh, more for than sure. Most Seattle is
1: amazing because Seattle is such a sports city, which mm-hmm. is also why I love living in Seattle. Uh it is it is it embraces all of their sports teams, which is obviously as a sports connoisseur like myself, mm-hmm. I love that. I love the vibe, I love the atmosphere around it. Football, baseball, uh, soccer, whatever it is, we're about to get a hockey team. Yeah. LFL, we have, and I know that it's gonna say I, you're gonna say I'm biased, but I'm really I'm really not. We really truly have the best fans in our league as well that come out and support us. We sell out our crowds, whereas the other organizations don't. They they have a good crowd, but they don't they don't sell out like we do. Yeah. Um, and that's because our fans really stick behind us, and they and they love what we put out there on the field. So, yeah. Um,
0: that's really cool I, lo- I, I love the city because of that I yeah. love that that's awesome yeah um, alright so yeah go follow KK on every, all all those places <laughs> find some motiv- find you'll get some motivation out of it too um, and so to all of you listening uh, just kind of wrap it up you heard KK's story you've heard what she's doing you've heard her journey a little bit um as i always end with asking you what's the one thing that you can do this week because like you kind of talked about like it's your why get up every day like do the next thing look yourself in the mirror what can you do this week what one thing can you do to um boldly go as we say to follow an example of like kk of like finding getting in there to do the thing you're passionate about you don't have to do it all at one time nope one step at a time slow and steady wins the race yeah. slow and steady
1: wins the race
0: absolutely thanks for being on thank you you're that's awesome it's
1: been fun no, this is all, you're awesome this is, this is fun
0: thanks for letting me uh, sit here and look out the window of your house out to the to <laughs> the sound
1: it is a very the, beautiful view huh? it is yeah very
0: beautiful um, so cool that's it thanks
1: thank you so much thank you for having me on absolutely oh, everybody's done. <laughs> <laughs> friends through eternity loyalty honesty will stay together